Hello and welcome to episode number nine of the Esports Review. My name is Patrick, and I am so thankful to welcome and, and, and hug and just embrace the wonderful, beautiful, best Ben in the business, Ben Seisman. That's me. Did you like that? I loved it. It was hot. I, I, I threw, I threw no beard in there this time. No well, beard. I guess just with yeah. that. I mean, there's a little bit there, but it's uh, not what it used to be. Well, you look, you're, 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 you're really looking tight, Ben, and I'm, I'm impressed with um, and thankful for your commitment to yourself, the show, eSports, the division, which we'll get into a little bit, um, and, you know, the overall good, good vibes. I, I think you, you're the one that's famously taught me a saying uh, from one of your friends, mm-hmm. just, just do what feels right. Do what makes you feel right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what you got to do. I think it's the right way to live your life. Um, so anyway, this week we're going to be talking about the definition of esports. Uh, this is the esports podcast where some, you know, two, sometimes three talking heads gather around this here digital table. Uh, we use Skype as our digital table. I wish there was a, a better one, but we're relegated to this. Uh, but, you know, we'll make do, right, Ben? Absolutely. Hell yeah, we will. Uh, and, and this is really a, a, an esports podcast about, about competitive gaming, um, where we don't really talk about the news. We don't talk about kind of really anything other than what we want. Right, Ben? <laughs> we do what we want. <laughs> um, and so each week we take a deep dive into something that we really like. Um, or, or, you know, if, if the opportunity presents itself, we speak to somebody in, in the kind of the, the industry. Last week we had Shane on from Planetside Battles, for example. Um, and we, we get to kind of pick their brain. Um, that was a great episode last week. I, I really enjoyed um, getting to hear about Planet Side Two, and ended up downloading it and playing a good amount of it. It's a fun um, game over the course of last week. Yeah, it it's is extremely <laughs> overwhelming, but it, it's a fun game. It's uh, super overwhelming. It's <laughs> overwhelming is kind of the the, the tag word. I, I think it's maybe because I suck, uh, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with suck. I tried to watch streams. Um, you know, I took some of his recommendations and was, mm-hmm. was checking out some of the different streams, and um, just a great. It seems like a great community. Uh, and, and, you know, we're really thankful that, that he was able to be on the show. Uh, and and we're, we're hopeful that we can have kind of some, some similar guests on where we can learn about, you know, like learning about the MMOFPS and the potential of, of that genre was really quite, quite interesting to me personally. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think both, of, both you and I, uh, our, our, um, our origin story kind of comes from the FPS genre. So mm-hmm. uh, it, would, it would make sense that we like, if we like a game where... Even more people can shoot each other. It's, yeah, you know, it's almost crazy. six, almost sixteen hundred in a, in a Guinness Book of World Records kind uh, of match. Yeah. But anyway, so this week we're defining esports. I guess not really defining, but really I think the the question is what defines esports. Um, and, and it's really not as much of a what as a as a who, in in my opinion. Um, but but we'll we'll get to that at uh, kind of first. Want to want to introduce the definition of esports? It is actually in the dictionary. I don't know if. If anybody knows like that, like Webster's, like Webster's, yeah, like Ooh, like the okay. dictionary. It's, I mean, it's, it was it was inserted a long long while ago, um, like six months, eight months ago, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, here here it is on our website on esportsmaybe.com. Go check out the article. But uh, competitive tournaments of video games, especially among professional gamers, is of course the noun version, uh, and then the adjective of or relating to esports and esports event, esports gambling. Stupid. That's terrible. Terrible adjective definition I'm, I'm bored of it i don't want to hear it anymore ben what is your definition of esports oh god put me on the spot here let's see you knew this was going to happen i knew it was going to happen uh 
and I kept telling myself I was prepared for this, but obviously I'm not. Uh, let's see. Um, to me, esports is uh, a group of people that uh, come together uh, and embracing the funness of their game and turning it into a friendly competition that sometimes just happens to win the money. So it's it's really it's it's people. I mean, you're you're getting at the core of it. I think, right? You're you're saying people that are really like into the game, right? Like, yeah. The, oh yeah, the, absolutely. So it's the when you're talking about esports, you're talking about the the most hardcore of 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 specific gamers, gamers of specific games. I guess is the way to say that, right? So the oh, yeah. the most hardcore players of specific games. So like the the top zero point, you know, zero zero one percent of the League of Legends community would be considered that or are we talking about a, a, a small game where um like like a man i don't i don't want to call any game a small game because somebody's going to get mad at me inevitably but uh let's say like an old an older game like a quake live or something like that like something that has kind of grassroots origins and and people still did do e-sport. that kind of a thing right yeah. it's still an esport but the people that drove that to become an esport are the are yeah. the top tier players no yeah but I mean, like it's it, it ultimately comes down to the people that is, that's the reason it is an esport. It, it's the people that uh, love competition and they love the game that they put their time into and want to turn that into a competition. And that's that's what makes esports. Because they they want they, they feel that they're really good at the game and they want to see what somebody else's skill level yeah. would be compared to theirs. And naturally, competition would would ensue not just in a video game but in anything in, in life related to that kind of practice. No. Yeah. Uh, you look at like like even um, academia, academia, academia. Hoof. Um, <laughs> any another coffee? Academia. Um, you know, like like comparing grades or something like that, or um, you know, traditional sports or um, work. You know, uh, environments or you know, um, I was watching an episode of of uh, the Game Over Greggy show with this guy named uh, Mike Drucker, who was from uh, he was a writer on the Fall- uh, Jim- Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking about how there's a number of writers on that show that all compete to try to get their jokes on the show, for example, yeah. right? But it's it's friendly competition; they help each other. They're, it's not they're not trying to bite each other's faces off or whatever the terminology would be there. Uh, but you know, they they it is competition. Well, I think humans inherently have like a knack for competition. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone wants to be better than uh, the best. Like that, because without without having something to strive for, like I mean, it, everything becomes stagnant and kind of boring. So, like competition drives for better results. I, I would agree with you completely. I mean, if you and if you look to kind of the history of esports, we have a nice little infographic on the website here um, on esportsmaybe.com again, if you want to know. But anyway, uh, it's a brief history of competitive gaming, and it goes through kind of the Starcade to LAN communities to MLG and Korean esports, and then the expansion of Twitch and uh, continued growth of of esports into. I think it, it goes up in 2013, but as we know, in in 2016, it's kind of continued to grow. You know, things have continued to um, to expand, and and we're not here to talk about numbers. We're not here to to, to you know, kind of uh, tr- try to tell you how big esports is. Like this is not the the, the purpose of the show, uh, at least of this show. Maybe some other day we'll. No, that's so boring. No, but um, it's I hate that stuff. <laughs> um, what what this show right here right now is about. What we're trying to deep dive into is. Rather than a what, I think it's almost a who, right? Like yeah. it, it, it seems as if you know, even in this brief history, we have you know, Starcade, a, a, a community of people, um, land communities. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think self self spoke. It might be a community of people. Um, if you look at Korean esports, I think it's over a half of the Korean um, population plays online games 
just anyway, right? Like they're yeah. already playing online games. Um, so there's that, that culture that's kind of exists and has existed for a long time. And it's really made up of the people that, that do these things. Um, it's, it's not the massive crowds, I, I think, as much with the sponsors. And, and while all of those are different people, it's the gamers that, that are first and foremost the most important and, I believe, defining factor yeah. of esports. Well, I mean, without the gamers, the games would be pointless, right? Yeah, what's Exactly. Like it's, yeah, um, what's a game without a gamer? So, I, <laughs> I mean, think an MMO yeah. is a good example of that, right? Like if you're playing an MMO that's empty, there's no reason to play the MMO. Like it, the yeah. game is there for you. It's all there. But it's if there's no people, then it's not it's not it's not yeah, worth it's no not point. worth interacting yeah, with. It it's, it defeats its own purpose because I mean, the, like the MMO is massive multiplayer. You know. Sure. I mean, but even a MOBA or or um, uh, a StarCraft match, like if you're playing just constantly against the computer, like all right, example. Mewtwo King, the one of the famous gods of Smash, um, you know, Smash Brothers Melee, and I think he's also a champion in Smash Four and, and just a number of other uh, Smash titles. He's really good at Smash. He yeah. knows what he's doing. <laughs> but he he started out by being one of the most socially the most socially awkward uh, player and playing from home majority of the time against AI components or players. You know, just like a ton of ton of like when they would do the ninety nine man battles in Smash and they just have a bunch of AI coming at you. Yeah. Mewtwo King is battling against those dudes. That's the way he's thinking. And his play reflects that, where he's a very computer kind of robotic person. Like, he, yeah. he, the way he thinks and the way he plays and the way he, he reacts to other players and, and interacts with them is, is very socially inept, kind of, because he's played with these AI for so long and it shows. And over time, he's gotten better because he's played with more people. And, you know, of course, that's as, as you play at such a high level, you're going to compete every once in a while. But then contrast that to somebody like a Mango who is really just the most <laughs> organic, spastic player that exists <laughs> yeah. because he's, he's social. It, it reflect, your play reflects yeah. your social ability. And I think the ability to interact with just a computer kind of almost detracts from your abilities at a certain point. It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't make you a good player. It's not fun. Like, I, shit, Ben, if you were a computer right now and I was talking to you, I would be... That'd be Lost. really sad. First so all. we need people. We need people, <laughs> and people are important. And that's what we're trying to establish here: is that the gamers and the people that play the games are really what makes up esports. I think that's the most important point. Um, so Ben, as a gamer who makes up esports, I want you to give us an anecdote of as as a boy, as oh. a, as a lad, as a, as a as a young lad. What was an eSport, the first eSport that you caught yourself getting into? And I'm not talking about eSport in the sense of like what we're, what we're thinking of here with, with Quake or, or StarCraft or, or CSGO or, I'm sorry, just Counter-Strike in general, like played with uh, on, on you know, Half-Life TV and, and yeah. broadcasted everywhere. I'm not talking about those games. I'm saying you, Ben, as a little boy, bef probably before any of those games were a big deal, were you playing online? Were you playing in competition against other people in video games? Do you remember your first time playing against somebody else in some kind of competitive arena in a, in a, on, a, on a console or on a PC? Like, do you oh, yeah. remember kind of your first interaction? Oh, and yeah. What was that like? Uh, we Story would time. have, like, uh, sleepovers at my friends when we were in grade school. <clears throat> this was around, like, the time when uh, uh, the N64 was out. And we would play uh, Mario Kart constantly. So I mean, you know that that's a game that drives competition between between friends or an AI opponent, if you so wish to do so. Um, but when it comes to actual esports, I never did get to play online per se, uh, just because where I lived was hindered by uh, uh, no internet. And well, 
dial-up internet. Let me mm-hmm. rephrase that. Dial-up internet until I went to college. So, um, But when I went to college, uh, I discovered uh, a little game called Halo 3. And uh, got really into Halo 3. And then from Halo 3, I discovered a little game called Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. And that is what really drove me into the esports scene because I got really good at Call of Duty 4 uh, and was able to play at a high level of that game and wanted to play with other people that were at the same level or better than me because, like I said, uh, the only way to get better is to play with people that are better than you. Uh, And that's what I wanted to do. I I was wanting to get better at the game uh, as quick as possible and be as good at it as I could be. Uh, and that was what led me to the MLG forums, which we I knew of MLG because of Halo 3. So, uh, I mean, it just came hand in hand there. I mean, like, once I got introduced to, to MLG, like, I found the other games that it was going, going, you know, having on their tour and everything. Halo 3, uh, they would do the, the online tournaments for COD 4 because there was no LAN until the uh, the national championships that at the end of the season and they would do starcraft 2 and you know other games like that so mlg is what really introduced me to esports and like i connected with a lot of really cool people on those forums uh you know kind of like yourself because that's how we met so uh yeah you know i mean just some asshole posting on the forums yeah we need somebody to play you know like it was just (laughs) like that so yeah i mean that that's how i was introduced to esports and uh yeah, I mean, I think that's what it is. I think it's just a group of, of people that want to play at a high level in a game that they really enjoy. Yeah, they've put a lot of time and effort into it. And they're they're yeah. personally invested in this thing and, and want to kind of take it to the next level, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's thank you for sharing your story, Ben. And um, I I have a similar tale, and I'll, I'll kind of rewind backwards since since um that you know that that is your story is basically my story and i think it's probably a lot of people's story um you know the 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 kind of console introduction from from halo to to call of duty to eventually starcraft as a result of mlg's involvement in starcraft i think that was a huge boon for the rts space in the united states was for these kids who didn't have access to computers really or PC like I, I had no access to playing a PC game I had a, an Xbox that's what I had so that's what I used and because these guys that were playing Halo and Call of Duty were also playing alongside in a tournament with somebody who, who was playing Starcraft it was just a, a it naturally became an interest which I thought yeah. I, I think was such a, an important development in if I look back on it an important development in, in, in really where we are even now in our appreciation of MOBAs or, or um, you know the, the future kind of genre of video games as a whole right like if we were stuck in the FPS genre we had never been exposed to StarCraft. I, I cannot imagine. I, I would have been a Neanderthal when it came to esports, right? Like you yeah. have no, then you have no idea, right? Like then it's then it's you're totally missing an entire an entire genre that is really, I think, probably the most important game to ever, like Brood War specifically, yeah, pushed esports to to its limit. Absolutely. I mean, so, it, it was yeah. by far like the biggest esport in the world. I mean, and that was mostly driven from Korea, which is 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 kind of you know kind of weird to think that. A country that has some, you know, stigma behind it would like drive an esport for the entire world. But I mean, like well, South that, Korea that's, specifically. Well, South Korea, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like you hear Korea, you think, you know, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, they have like l- 
TV channels devoted to showing this game, like at all times of. Do the you want me day. to tell you the history of this? Because I actually have this in the back yeah, of my head. Ahead. It's like a get, little get, like nutshell for break, you. If you break want it. people off a little bit of knowledge here. Watch your step. Watch your step. Patrick's dropping knowledge. Ah, uh, I might fall. Um, <laughs> well, no, they're just a one of the biggest in, uh, teams uh, in esports that kind of first came about was CJ Entis, and they ended up investing a tremendous amount of money because the company that owns CJ Entis is is a broadcasting company, OGN. Yeah. Um, they own OGN, um, and 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 kind of were the first ones to invest a significant amount of money in the esports space. So there was a team that was sponsored, you know, the, the CJ Antis, the, the Brood War players that were playing for CJ Antis were effectively employees of the network that they were being broadcast on and had the most to, like the, that company and that, that brand had the most to gain from the success of OGN. Um, and, and, you know, things have significantly changed since then. If you really want to get a, a beautiful line of history, I, I would highly suggest Monte Cristo's video that, where he kind of details um, the, the history between those two organizations. But um, uh, the, Kore- the Korean scene as a whole has, has grown purely from, from the interest of one company uh, wanting to kind of expand their, their, their market share in the TV space. And it ended up being incredibly successful yeah. uh, kind of a, as a result of a duality of investments that today would be seen as kind of malicious, right? Like if, if a company was – if the company that's running and producing and doing all the TV things also has a team in the race, it's like – that'd be like yeah. TBS owning like an NBA team. It's like what? Like so you uh, – why did I choose TBS? Oof. I don't That's know. Weird. I mean, you could have went with. Uh, they play a Twitch. lot of NBA games, no? You, you could have went. I guess with, they could have given uh, you an like ESPN, the, you like know, the, the Twitch <laughs> and uh, like the Amazon owning EG. Yeah, like, something like that. Know, something could like, be like that. A little you could have went with that, but you know, TBS. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I, when I think NBA, I think TBS. That's a just a weird brand analogy that I don't understand. Somebody I mean, help explain sense. that. I mean, well, not TBS. TNT is NBA for the most part. Damn it, man! I'm all over the place. But I mean, it's Turner, right? I'm trying to rationalize for you here. Bring it all back in. So, thank you to Korea for expanding esports. I want to kind of rewind really quickly and tell my own little, at least, anecdote um, related to online games. Uh, I had a meditative moment last night, Ben, where I was thinking deeply okay. about my first time. Like really trying to think about my first time mm-hmm. playing an online video game and like my first opponent, like the first person. Because the first game that I ever played online was NBA 2K or NBA Live. Like I think it was, I think, no, it was NBA NCAA 2016 or 20, 20, 2K16 or 2K6 or whatever. Not 16. 2006. I think it's 2006, but I don't okay. remember what the naming conventions were. It was some yeah. it had like JJ Red. I think it had JJ Reddit on the cover. Maybe okay. it was like 04. It could have been like even earlier. Okay. It was on the original Xbox, and I bring I, I wire up my Ethernet cable all the way to the basement. I set up my first Xbox Live account name, SuperClown13. I sign into my 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 basketball game that I've never played before. Like I've played, I've I've beaten the the computer countless times because I would t- I would go into the game and tune down the difficulty settings of all of the other opponents, and then just win, like win by like hundreds of points because like winning is fun. Like. Yeah, that's what I like doing as a kid. And so my first online game, I couldn't do that. I realized that I could not do that. That was that was a learning experience right mm-hmm. there. Um, and I got my ass kicked, like just like totally beat in. Um, partially because I, I found out about lag that day also, you know, <laughs> just in ge- like it being like, I think it was like 2005, maybe like it being at that kind of time in, in the world. Internet was not great. 
uh, despite my my access to Comcast's blazing fast speeds, which <laughs> joke. Uh, anyway, got my got my my ass handed to me by some dude who's really good at a basketball game and um, learned very quickly that that was super fun. Like I got my heart was racing. I was I was kind of scared, but also I was a little bit sweaty. I had no idea what had just happened to me, even though I just lost. Like I just, I, it was this whirling dervish of like, oh whoa, like that's something I want to do again. Um, and from then on, it, it became this obsession where I constant, and even to this day. And I talked to you about this with the division. I just I mentioned to, this to you with the calling um, that you know I've been checking that game out. The amount of like when my heart races and and my body physically responds to something that I'm doing in a video game, that is. That's like crack. There's nothing. There's nothing that I look for more in a video game than that. Than that feeling of my heart, like just the amount of buy-in that I have to the experience, and 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 how my heart is racing, and I'm fucking scared, or I'm excited, and my I'm a little sweaty, and 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 maybe I'll be mad afterwards, or maybe I'll be happy, and I don't know because there's this amazing moment that's happening in front of me that I'm just freaking out about, and I don't really know why, and maybe later I'll, I'll analyze it and figure it out. It's 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 so it's so I believe it's so important to the human existence to have those kinds of interactions with things that you enjoy. And whether you're reading a really good book and you get caught up in it and you're like crying or whatever it is and, and it's it's moving you or an amazing film, piece of art. Um, games are art and the interaction and, and level of skill that it takes to have that kind of experience where, where at least for me, I, my heart is racing. Not many, I don't believe that many people can do that, Ben. I believe that gamers can do that. But, I, you know, Julia, for example, sm- probably the smartest person that I've met in my life, my wife, um, she can't play video games the way that I can because she doesn't have the level of appreciation and context. She doesn't have 15 years of doing this, you know what I mean? Like of playing an online game or something else. Um, so there's, there's, no, there's no way... Uh, for certain people to ever really have this level of appreciation. So there's that another then layer where you and I are, have access to this kind of experience that other people don't. And I think that anybody who's a gamer that, that is able to have that kind of experience, we, then that's what makes you a gamer. That's why you define yourself as a gamer. And I think that's really what defines esports, right? Like we're talking yeah. about the people defining esports. It's that, it's that your heart racing and that, that complete and total buy-in where it's the oh shit moment. Yeah. Am I missing something? Is that right? No, is that why that, you do it? That was pretty much perfect. That is this actually, why you're here? That gave me some. <laughs> that gave me some little goosebumps there, Patrick. That was nice. Thank you. Because you're I'm, absolutely right. I mean, I mean that that's why we we do it. That's why we play these games. We like to have that feeling. Uh, I mean, it, not really an esport, but I mean, like the other day when we were playing the division, uh, you know, and we went on a manhunt in the dark zone. And we're just, like, dodging through people, killing people, and then, like, surviving. Like, you know, that, that gets your heart pumping. And, and not many games can do that anymore. Like, you, you do that in, um, like, League of Legends if you see the perfect opportunity for, like, a five-man alt or a four-man alt or something. You know, making big plays like that. And then it happens, and you're just like, ah, you know, like, you're shaking a little bit. And it, it's so rare nowadays for, like, games to give you that feeling. And when you can do that, like it just like really draws you into it and makes you want to play it more. Hell yeah, and that's why esports subsist as as I think first and foremost for these companies, for these development companies or publishers, it subsists as a marketing entity because yeah. just like anything else, it's a it's a rea- it's 
it's like the crack dealer giving you the free crack in the beginning and you're like damn this is good crack and then you want more crack and it's the bad crack he starts giving <laughs> you the bad stuff afterwards right you like and nobody it's, likes uh, bad crack like like wolf of wall street right like give him give him the blues chips and sell them on that and then you know yeah kind of undercut them and sell them the shit later on because they're not going to pull their money out it's anyway so we're addicted they know it Esports allow for us to enjoy that addiction and I believe share that addiction with other people in a way that is acceptable. Um, crack dealers don't have a crack convention. But we have esports tournaments that we can go to and share with other people in these things. And so I think as, as kind of an addendum to the gamer, I think it's very important to recognize the fan as, as a, a group, as, as a, a passionate group that fuels that, that kind of feeling for the people at the highest level, for the people that are playing on stage when there is a, a, you know, a, a, a massive audience full of people cheering you on, I believe that that adds to the viewing experience for the people that are watching it that are, that are external to, to, the, to the event. So if you're watching it on Twitch, if there's a crowd of people watching those players play, it's going to be better for you to watch it. Just like if you're watching an NBA game or a football game or anything else, like you wouldn't watch the game if there was nobody in the crowd at the stadium. Like there, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So I think the the fans and the people choosing to go there and be a part of it personally, because like I I am I am socially not thrilled about going to places where there's thousands of people. Like that's not something I'm I want to do. Um. And and I look at those people that are doing it. Like there's a picture on our site where there's like a these guys with like like some outfit on and they're painted up and they're like Aah! like freaking out. Like I am so thankful for those people because those people validate the experience and bring it up to a level of of sport where where like just the average joe like my mom can just like see a picture of these guys cheering and she can understand the level of of intensity and excitement that that would that would go on at an event and yeah. that would that would occur at in, in in one of these matches but but i am able to kind of sit back and be the nerd who wears a sweater and glasses like this is the way i dress every day and i sit here and i'm like i don't really want to go to these this thousand person event like i'm gonna sit here and watch it but thank God for those dudes because, like, without them, this wouldn't be what it is. Uh, and I think the fans are undercut too too consistently by by experts. Like, there's you know, like Thorin, for example, has 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 called out um, his one of his videos like the cult of passion, where he kind of exercise. You know, he's 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 kind of bashing people who are fans and and being a fan. And he, he's like, well, I would never be a fan. He is a fan of esports. He's a fan of entertainment and of good competition. And I happen to know that, like, if a good team is playing, Thorne's going to watch that team. So maybe he's not a fan of Fnatic specifically, but because they've been so dominant in CS:GO for so long and their play is so exciting to watch, he is a fan of Fnatic. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. you you end up becoming a fan of the talented people. Like, if you watch his video about um, Brood War, where he's discussing how to get into esports, the same thing occurs. Where his basic suggestion is find one person, find a star, find a team, find the people at the top, and watch the top level games, and then kind of let that information disseminate down. Where then you learn about their rivals and and the history of the game, and kind of go through this sequential learning. But it takes being a fan and having top down knowledge to appreciate and understand anything else that's going on in the scene right like the the crappy games that are being played don't watch those don't have a bottom-up approach to esports have a top-down <clears throat> approach where you are a fan of clg or tsm or whatever and you just watch their stuff and you create your own story and your own narrative because buy-in in an esport and having that type of interaction is again why we're here so if, if you're just going to watch all the crappy games because you 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 call yourself a counter-strike go fan like that's that's stupid. That's stupid. Watch the good games that you care about that re that relate to you that contribute to to the narrative that you want to be able to tell about Counter Strike Go. Like that's the, like there's no there's no football fan that watches every football game. Like it just does not happen. 
So I think it's the same thing needs to kind of start happening with esports, where the fans realize that you can be a fan of an esport and you don't have to watch every match. There's an a, there's actually a way to avoid burnout and and actually gain more appreciation by being selective and knowledgeable about what games you're watching. Um, and, and so I think you know that's it's an important kind of contribution that. Fans right now, as it stands, they go to an event and they're there for eight hours watching all these matches. I believe that event organizers and, and the people that are putting these things together need to start to recognize that there are fans of specific teams and, and not just of specific games. Uh, and, and right now, the way that it's all built, it doesn't really cater to that. Um, the fans have to be there for like eight, ten hours. Like you saw that at Katowice where people were kicked out at the end of the event. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just insane. But, I mean, that, that's, that's any kind of event that, like... When I say event, I don't mean, like, just a regular, like, sporting game. Because, like, if you go to a football game, it's just the one game. Right. But when you go to an event or a tournament, there's multiple games there. Sure. I mean, Yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't know. That kind of comes hand in hand with, like, esports. Like, if you're going to go to it's an event. It's always a tournament, right? Yeah, it's I mean, it's always a tournament. You're never going to go watch one match, and that's going to be the only match for the day. Like, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that's... I don't know. That, I mean, that, that is eSports, though. And so then that, that's an interesting debate then. Like, it, is there a way to create eSports where it is just like you watch one game? You know what I mean? Like, so, is it- because it, it happens so fast. Like games, well, maybe Counter Strike, just because Counter Strike. Well, if what it's about a best, best of, of three? Fives. Like okay, best of maybe for best of five, and that's what I actually like about um, how OGN right does theirs. They they they're doing the best of threes, and they do you know, two, well, I guess four teams, two different games you know, per day, and then they do it for, you know, like four days a week, five days a week. And that makes more sense. It, it's just it, the it, viewing it, audience, I guess, yeah, isn't as large because, because they want to get endemic sponsors oh, man, for League of Legends. I can't tell you how many <laughs> times like, I'll be watching LCS on Saturdays or LCS on Sundays um, because I don't watch EU LCS because I find it boring. Um, don't say that. People get angry. People from Europe. I don't. Watch it. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry. You guys I play think it's boring exciting. LCS. Wait, isn't isn't um, Forgiven still in, on H2K? He is. Yeah, he got he got granted his. And uh, it's all. It's a. It's a narrative, Ben. It's exciting. I'm a. I'm a what, fan. Whatever. See? It's a storyline. <laughs> it's boring. His storyline isn't boring, but their play is boring to me. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I feel no connection to their players. Where's at my all. shovel? Like, Hold on. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I don't care. I'm sorry, but I feel no connection to the to the EU LCS at all. Um, but I mean, like, I can't tell you how many times that I, you know, like you were saying, watch good games, watch good teams play. Don't be drugged down by like the bad games, and that's why, like, you're gonna watch the Immortals TSM games. You're, you're right. gonna watch the Immortals CLG games. But when it's, um, you know, <laughs> hey, CLG beat Immortals. That's the only team to beat Immortals this year. So like, it, you're not gonna sit around and you're not gonna be like, well, I really want to watch this. Uh, you know. Renegades tip versus tip versus game. Renegades game, you know, like, I mean, like you, you watch it because, like, uh, I believe the popular term now is a clown fiesta, is uh, the the term for right. it. For and really or, bad or, or an obligation because you're a fan of the game and you feel like you have to watch it, and yeah. that's when it kind of starts to fall apart because people burn exactly. out. Exactly, exactly. So, like, I don't know. I really like the 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 best of three setting with two uh, two matches per day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's a perfect way to do it, and. 
like you can kind of see it in Counter Strike when they do best of threes. Because I mean, one match in Counter Strike can last hours. Yeah. Like one map. You never in know. Counter Strike can last hours because I mean they they can go, uh, you know, fifteen fifteen, and then have to go into overtime. Uh, yep. You know things like that. So I mean, oh man, I I I think that you're right. I, I think there is a problem with it. Um, it's not an easy solution, though. Like, no, I'm, I'm not, it, no, it's I'm not, not an easy solution, a solution at all. <laughs> no, I, I am not presenting a solution at all because it's not easy. Uh, I just think that there has to be some kind of way to, you know, make it a little better. Mm-hmm. I think LCK is onto something, but I, I, in general, yeah. because traditional sports is limited to geography and its teams traveling to play each other in different yeah. places, it's and like you know, you have your 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 LCS all in Los Angeles. It just doesn't doesn't mean the same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't have the same, I, I think it's just, it'll never be the same and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. There just has to be other ways to kind of yeah. manipulate the, the space so that people can, you know, fans can, can watch it and get the most out of it. You, this is the one time that I was okay with sitting and watching multiple teams play in a tournament. Um, MLG and Halo 3. Yeah, that was awesome. Those those days were great. Yeah, like back and, with like and oh, the reason man. yeah the the reason Insane. why it was so great was one because MLG only happened every couple of months. They only had a, a tournament every couple of months in a mm-hmm. separate location, and it was great. Two, all of the teams were on such like a high skill level and so close to each other that like there was no clear favorite until around the end of the season in in, in Halo 3 when Straight Ripping just started dominating everybody. Final Boss in, in Halo 2 was Well, yeah, Final Boss. We're not talking Halo 2. We're talking Halo Sorry, 3. I... Halo 2 was a, like its own <laughs> little monster. I fight. just had to give them and a shout out cuz they moved into Halo 3 like They did. They they won the first tournament in Halo 3 and then they just collapsed. They collapsed in the set and you know, it was bad. It was bad, <laughs> so bad. That I mean I be- I agree with you completely. That that the days of those kind of 2006, 2007, 2008, yeah. that like was awesome. 2007, uh, 2008, that season was fantastic in Halo 3. Do you, do you know who else I think is important to mention? Somebody that doesn't get enough credit. Um, in, in a wonderful speech by uh, none other than, than Greg Miller, who happened to get Trending Gamer of the Year Award from this year's Game, uh, game Awards. You know, the Jeff, I, they, they call them the Keeleys now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 his speech was effectively about developers and how developer game developers oftentimes do not get enough thanks or or credit um and and um he he pulled a, a random woman's name out of uh, uh the list of credits for Crystal Dynamics the team at Crystal Dynamics that created um uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider mm-hmm. and he took it just a woman from the design team that wasn't like a boss or anything like that her name's Michelle Tan uh, and and recognized her in her in his speech and then said thank you directly to her uh, and he was like crying you know crying didn't doing the whole emotional Greg Miller thing um, but it was really wonderful like really heartfelt um, and, and to see somebody reach out and actually thank a game developer um, is is something that I yeah. don't think happens nearly often enough and a lot of times game developers are grouped in with game publishers um, they're another group that is separate from the developer yeah. um, the developers. And this is if you read Gama Sutra, I think it's a great website to check out. Kind of to 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 refer um, for you know it, it gives you kind of some insider scoops as to what the what the game developers might be thinking. But most developers just want to make a good game that's fun, and they need to make money, sure. But like they really do just want their game to be fun, and they want people to play it. And and most of all, they want people to do things with their games that they themselves have never thought never thought to be possible. Like they want to be amazed by their own thing. And, and if they can create a, a system that allows for that to happen, 
in esports, I can't imagine the level of satisfaction that a champion designer for League of Legends must feel when they see their champion come together and work. Like, the, like, um, like, like Thresh as an example of a champion that just their kit is so perfect, and the the champion designer, the person who did that, it is probably takes great pride in seeing that champion used in the way that it is. And I, I am I am so moved. I think it's just it's it is it's really inspiring to 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 know that there is a person behind all of that. Like when, when Jin was released and you saw, you know, his, his, um, there was a podcast on the League Community uh, podcast uh, with, with August uh, who, who created Jin and, and, you know, kind of came up with the whole champion concept. Uh, just hearing about his process and then the, the excitement that he has to see other people use it. I, I just can't imagine how satisfying that must be for game developers to, to see people play their games, but, but I think that it's important for us to thank them, and I think it's important for us to, to remain thankful to the, to the people that, that really, you know, that do this, <laughs> that do this, uh, yeah. and allow for us to have fun. Yeah. Uh, it's so, almost a thankless job, really. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, yeah. it's kind of, I mean, it's I mean, sad. like, in, in Halo 3, I mean, nobody was all like, all hell bungee, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody was like, yeah, it's a good game. And now, like, I have friends that just, like, hate on Bungie, Bungie arbitrarily because, like, yeah, you know, because Destiny they did X, Y, or Z. Yeah, Destiny hasn't turned out the way that everyone thought it was going to be. But that's, and that's the problem is that it's, they, it's there's, there's, oranges, there's an assumption of, of malicious intent. And I think that it's more, more important, rather than the Reddit community getting up in arms about, um, you know, thinking that some company is trying to screw them again. I think it's really important to maintain a, a perspective of, of giving the game developers the, the benefit of the doubt most of the time. Like, it's just, yeah. it doesn't, you don't need to crucify them <laughs> for, for not doing what you want. It just, that's, it's so sad. Here, here's the problem. And it, it, it's, it's, it's bigger than just video games. People nowadays are uh, way too sensitive. <laughs> Watch Wait, out, man. I'm ser- I'm sorry, but I, I mean, it's just people are way too sensitive. And, and like, I l- literally unsubscribed from the uh, Destiny subreddit just because that place was just like constant bitching. Constant. Everything that Bungie would do, like, everyone would just be so upset about it. Or, you know, like, just play the game. Play the game. If you don't like the game, play something else. It's not that hard. It's just, it's not that hard. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, it's, it's, like, if I don't like League of Legends, if I don't like what Riot has done with the game, do you think I'm going to continue playing it? No. I'm going to stop playing it. Yeah, I'm going to play something dollar. else. You speak with your dollar, right? You don't, yeah. you don't buy the skin that you were looking forward to or give them the, you know, like, you just don't give them your money. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's and, the deal. And do you know why we would do that? Because we're logical human beings. <laughs> that you re- you realize that your words don't hurt, but you're taking away your money yes, does right. Like that's exactly. that's the thing that hurts people. Stop bitching about it on the internet and do something. Just don't buy things. Like it's if it really easy. matters that much, don't don't buy the next Destiny game. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of people won't. But that's what you should do. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's the point. But I digress. Let's get back to well. That's not really a digression as much as it is saying, hey, stop bitching at these game developers and giving them a hard time and instead just don't buy their games if you don't yeah. like them. Like, you don't need to, like, send a death threat to their family. Like, that's not... Yeah, that's, that's not that's okay. It's not, not okay. Don't do that. Stop you don't being a to. shitty person. No, and it's not even a <laughs> shitty person. They just don't... I think the people that do that don't understand. Like, they don't think of themselves... They're not like, oh, I'm going to be a shitty person today. They, they're, it, the thinking is, I believe... I've never done this. 
and even if I have, like, damn, I wish I, I wish I understood why why anybody would do this because it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like these are people. These are maybe I maybe that's it. I I think a lot of kids and I didn't know this when I was a kid when I was twelve or whatever that like my parents were humans. You know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah. I think a lot of people a lot of kids in general don't understand that like you and I are humans like we're real people just because we're on the internet and we're talking and like it seems like this is what we do and we're just like programmed to do this or something which we're not because no. we're not that we're just not that good you know no. stop stop being so complimentary <laughs> anyway um but it there's people have feelings and 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 will react to to a you know you sending a death threat so yeah. um like, I, would you I think do it's that a lot in of times, person to somebody no absolutely you would not so you love your not. game develop I, I mean the overall message i think probably getting into the muck of the mire, but love, love your game developers. Yeah. Um, and, and know that they, they probably just really want you to play their game and do something cool with it. Like play the game and do, do some cool stuff and stream it on Twitch. Um, that's, that's, that's the best thing you can do if you want to say thank you. Yeah. Uh, moving on quickly, publishers, event organizers, sponsors. Um, these three are probably the, the pushiest of, of the group. Um, the event organizers, I think, are... While I'm grouping them in with publishers and sponsors, event organizers are paramount to the success of esports and the continued growth of esports, and I think the legitimacy of the, the scene in, in in large part due to their connections with publishers and you know, sponsors. And as much flack as they have gotten recently, just because of like in the past couple years and everything, like I would not be a part of like esports. I wouldn't be interested in esports or anything like that if it weren't for MLG. Right, like so, honestly, I mean, you, yeah. you have to thank them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, all the time. I, I definitely thanked them. So, yeah, I, I just, I just think that like as much flack, they they don't get enough appreciation for <coughs> what they did right, and people focus more on the wrong. Mm-hmm. But and, I, I mean, mean they they, <laughs> they I mean they <laughs> they really broke the ground, you know, and like broke the mold and made esports a thing, really, in the United States. Like, they really did. I mean, like, you had, like, you know, your WGC and things like that. But, I mean, MLG was the first one to really, like, take a major game and, like, just promote it. Mm-hmm. Like, huge. Like, Halo 3, when they were doing their thing, like, I mean, they were breaking records constantly. With each, you know, each broadcast, each tournament that they would do, like, they were gaining more and more viewership. And it was like that was, and Red versus Blue. I remember the days yeah. of, like... Just Halo, yeah. and it was like MLG and Red versus Blue, and everybody like USA Network had the Halo show. Yep, and you've got got Tom Taylor on on MTV True Life. Yep. I'm a gamer. Life, I'm a gamer. And it's this this massive culture shift. I, I, at least that I saw as a teen. I, f- I felt that I was a part of that. I was like, oh shit, yeah. like this is this is my thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, I kind of forget about it, and I mean, I I have talked crap on MLG of you know their recent you know shortcomings and everything like that and you know the way that they've kind of fallen out of the scene so i don't know i i I feel bad about it honestly i do because i don't thank them enough for getting me into the scene that has become such a big part of my life honestly and they didn't owe it to us you know what i mean like i mean i guess they wanted to make money or something but yeah it's not like they were like you know what there's a little kid in west virginia and uh, we're need gonna, something to do. He needs something to do. So we're we're gonna we're gonna promote the shit out of this video game and just make it huge. We're gonna and, get it to the point where he bothers his parents to buy him. Yeah, this <laughs> game. Yeah, it's I gonna mean, be great. It's, it's marketing. Yeah. it's and market, it, and that's the beautiful. That's what it is. It's, Esports it's is marketing. Yeah, we're aware, but it's okay. 
like it's it's okay it's okay to be a part of something that is that its sole point is to sell to you because at the end of the day we live in a capitalistic society where really the sole point of everything is is to to kind of sell it to you right yeah uh, in one way or another and so really what we're, I think both Ben and I are encouraging you to do is, is create your own narrative through esports so that you can create some kind of personal connection to it and it means more to you than just marketing. Like we understand that initially the reason for these companies to do this, the, the rationale for a publisher, game developer, anybody else, a, a sponsor to get involved is, is money, right? They, they want to market the game and, and get more people to play it and the sponsors want to sell their shit to you. And that makes total sense. I'm totally for that. That's great, great news. But there's other narratives and stories there for you to take personal investment in. And I believe that that's really what makes esports esports. It's the people that are involved in esports that have a personal stake in it and they have their own narrative that they've told throughout time where Ben has told me a story about getting involved in MLG or I've talked about the stupid basketball game, game that I've played on Xbox box probably more than once because it's my story it's the thing that defines my my path through all of this and there's plenty more to come and there's 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 plenty more that we probably haven't talked about and probably never will and i'm sure there's there's plenty of stuff that if you're listening you've got in the back of your head and you're like yeah you know what i remember that one time when you know i i kicked the crap out of my cousin in in street fighter 2 it was really great like i i i know that everybody who is a gamer has these stories and we want to hear them. Like, if, if you want to write into us, you want to be on the show and talk about it, like, um, I'll interview you and talk to you about it. If you're just ran some random guy and you're like, damn it, I've got an awesome gaming story. We want to hear about this stuff. Because Absolutely. to us, gamers, the people that play these games and the people that, that, that care about esports are the ones that we want to talk to. It, it, I don't care if you're a commentator. I don't care if you make videos. I don't care if you're a pro. Like, no, I, I want to talk to people. Sure, if you're that, great. But I want to talk to you if you really just care. Do you like video games? Do you, are you passionate? Do you, have you been playing them for 10, 15, 20 years? Um, let's have a conversation about it. Um, and if nobody responds to this and I'm talking to myself, then that's good too because I'm sure that we'll have somebody on <laughs> that will Eventually. regale us with their stories. Yeah. Um, we, we've always kind of uh, – I think we've got some friends that maybe would be interested in sharing that with us yeah, at some absolutely. point. Absolutely. Community. Community is one of the most important things within esports because like, without the community, it wouldn't be a thing. Like, I mean, like we, we said it before. I mean, and, and community doesn't necessarily narrow down to just fans and the players. I mean, like we were saying, I mean, it is everyone involved in making these games, promoting these games, marketing these games, playing these games, and watching the games. It, it's, it's a big, huge, macrocosm of just awesomeness that goes into this you know like i mean that's really the only way that i can describe it it's just, it's just like it's amazing when you really think about it because i mean league of legends is now the most played game in the world you know what i mean and like when you look at the community of that like people think oh the subreddit you know and things like that but it's so much more than just the subreddit it, it's it's all these people that are playing this game every day. It's the developers of this game. It's the people that aren't even, like, not the developers, but the people that work at Riot. I mean, like, down to the PC techs that work at Riot, or the referees that are there for LCS games. Like, everyone is part of this huge, huge community for this huge game that is making a lot of people really happy. And that's amazing. Like, yeah, that really I'm, is. I mean, and, even the marketers, and, right? Like, everybody, everybody yeah. just like marketing people shit and stuff. It's like the guy writing the copy or whatever. Like, the, the, the people that are a part of even telling you about this thing are a part of the mission. Like, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all kind of one giant conglomeration of, like you, kind of, like you said, awesome. 
Joey yeah, Clark. I mean, like, I mean, that's the only word that came to mind when I when I think of that. Because I mean, it's it's kind of overwhelming to think of it. I mean, like when when you really think about it, you're because when you think about it, you're like, hey, okay, it's the players. It's all these people watching these players. Well, it's also the referees that are standing behind the players at, at this game. Well, it's also the people that are there taking care of the you know the computer problems that they have. All of the announcers, the commentators, the analysts. It's everybody. The that, developers, the publishers, yeah, it's sponsors, it's everybody. The, you know, the people the, the investors, on it. the like, investors yeah. that invest in these companies and put these games out. I mean, it, it, the communities are so amazing because it makes this happen. Because yep. without the community, it would be nothing. It, it wouldn't. I mean, I think most of the community's main motivation is we've kind of, I think, whether you're a referee or a game developer or or somebody watching esports, as 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 a community. I think most of us at our core believe that we can become professional gamers, and that's not a realistic dream, maybe, but it's it's one that all of us look at, and it's like that sounds so cool. Like I get yeah. I get chills thinking about it to myself, where I'm like, back when I was a kid, like that was the dream, like that was the dream. Yeah. And as an adult, to be working and to see people doing that and making money, um, it it resonates so deeply with me in a way that, like, man, if I was younger, or or if I had more time, or any of these other things, if, if, if really, if I was younger and had more time, holy shit, I could play in front of an entire crowd of people at Madison Square Garden and, and, and like, like that could be a thing because that's what esports is now. And I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with that because yeah. I, we're a part of it. And maybe we can never become professional gamers and I know that, really. Like I know that that'll never happen for me. But to be able to sit down and go, but some people are doing that, and I could do that too if I just had these things. And and I like I realize that that's probably flawed thinking. But if you look at the top reasons for esports engagement, like the, the reports done by Nielsen, who is an incredible market research firm, number one and two to learn tips and tricks from the pros and to become a better gamer, twenty nine and twenty eight percent respectively. So that's about almost fifty percent of the population that's really engaging in esports. They just want to get better at the game. Um, and I, I believe that a lot of us, the reason that we want to get better is because that we believe that we can play to that level someday, that we can be challenger. Um, and, and that aspirational element in esports is something that I think everyone sees. And if you're, whether you're old, young, whatever, you see that and you want to help be a conduit for that. I want to be a conduit for that type of experience for others. Whether I get to have it or not, seeing other people get to do it is 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 just as much of a pleasure if not even more because i know that i'll never get to do that but i get to see somebody else enjoy it um and, and that's like as an adult like i feel like i'm an adult right now talking about this that's that's why we watch esports like we know we can't play yeah. but some we think that maybe we could um yeah. and if only we were younger or had more time right ben those that can't do watch <laughs> <laughs> that's a good watch that's and, way to do it. yeah watch and and reminisce yeah, like I mean, and that's that's the thing is it, like thank you to the players, thank you to the developers, thank you to everybody else that's involved. Um, but you know, hey fans, we're all here to hang out with you. Um, we know that not all of us can be professional gamers, so let's find ways to kind of get together as a community and and share in those uh, kind of warm fuzzy feelings, right? Cheer. <laughs> so anyway, check out um, our website esportsmaybe.com. Uh, we're pretty entertaining, I would say. Uh, just from listening to our, all, all of our other podcasts, we've got, I think, what, eight other episodes, Ben? We do. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Or, we're already here. Next yeah. week, we're going to be talking a little bit uh, about, I think, from, from taking this, this wonderful kind of um, what is 
you know the definition of esports kind of discussion and and moving um next week into 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 something that's maybe a little less ephemeral i'm going to pull together some good data uh and and kind of share with everybody um everything from what is the criteria for an esport um places to read about esports uh ben and i's favorite esports we're going to talk about what what esports we play what esports we think are going to be pretty big it'll be kind of like a review um ah, that's the show of 2016 <laughs> um kind of moving forward in esports so uh, we're going to kind of look at the past and then look at, at what's what's going to happen moving forward and set the stage for uh, for 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 April, which which looks to be a massive month for esports, maybe we're going to be putting out a lot of content. Um, we've we've got quite a few videos in the docket, um, and and we're doing some collaborations, I believe, with with some other channels, right? Mm-hmm. 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 We'll leave that as a secret little little taste for later. You'll have to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening uh, to the esports review. This has been episode nine. Dude, next week we hit double digits. Double digits. We're big boys. Double digits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for being here. Uh, follow, subscribe, and visit esportsmaybe.com for more information related to competitive gaming, esports, and everything maybe related to what we like. Because the gamers make up the community, and we are the gamers, Ben and I, here. What are you going to play this weekend, Ben? Uh, Division. I said it almost sadly. It's like uh, I know. Uh, I want to play other games, but I'm just like, oh god, I have to grind. I have to grind. <laughs> gotta get back I got to work. I gotta gotta scratch the itch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna be playing the division. I might play some Path of Exile tonight. I don't know, but uh, yeah, the division. For sure. I feel like you're just. It's like you should be in a hamster wheel when you're playing these games because you're just on the treadmill. You know, you're yeah. on the loot treadmill. Yeah. That's, that's I am. I, I live my but life I'm, on a, in a perpetual state of uh, <laughs> trying to find better loot. Like, that's that's how I live my life. <laughs> you just go to work and you're like, dig it through the garbage? Yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. a spoon. I'm just like, huh, all these games tell me that there should be something in this drawer. <laughs> Fallout has told me I can make a gun out of this, so I, <laughs> I might as well keep this fork. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about utensils. Anyway, so <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been Episode 9 of the Esports Review. We will see you next time. I'm Patrick, and thank you, Ben. Thank you.